I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live at Allspace every week. You can join us from your PC or VR headset, log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever. Today, we're diving into all things crypto with blockchain universe, who are focused on the intersection between virtual reality and cryptocurrencies. There's multiple events here in Allspace that help to shed light on DeFi, GameFi, NFTs, and all the, all the rest of what Web3 has to offer. Ladies and gentlemen, please give an emoji, emoji. Welcome to Chain Universe founder, Jerome. What's going on, everybody? I go by a token gamer across the metaverse. Always glad Got to it. meet you all. Nice, token gamer. Okay, we'll have to, there's so many names. Uh, we all have our metaverse names and our real names. But I see here today, we got Jerome above your, uh, your name tag. So we'll go with that. But uh, we got a lot of uh, uh, your, your friends and fans here who uh, I've seen at some of your events. So City Girl is here. She hosts one of your events. Uh, Tony, uh, it's very late for Tony. We're happy he's here. He's got an incredible Ironman suit on. Uh, Blue Moon, everyone here, uh, happy to see you. And so it just shows um, that you're you're spreading the awareness about blockchain. You're spreading the awareness about crypto. And I think maybe people are becoming receptive to that. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm very happy to. You know, I... I, I got into crypto before I even got into VR and I feel like, um, so it's sort of like, was the thing that drove me on over into VR. Cause I was like, there's a whole, we didn't call it the metaverse back then. We didn't call it three mm -hmm. back then. We, it was like the crypto industry and the virtual reality industry. And we knew that they were going to intersect at some point. We just didn't know when. Right. And so um, I love that you are kind of being, at to to people and bringing awareness to people with your nft shows and your crypto shows because you know i wish my moderator was here today he's, he's not here but he <laughs> um he he doesn't love crypto because i think but you know I, I the thing the way i think about it is that we are sort of living in a historic moment where this whole new thing is being born but because you're a pioneer there's dangers that come along with that and you can get scammed you can get screwed over could lose a lot of money. But I think also if you know how, what you're doing, you could really change your life, right? And so exactly. what you're doing is really important. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I found crypto before I found virtual reality as well. I saw Bitcoin for the first time when I was in college, it was 30 cents. Oh, I really wish I bought it or started mining back wow. then, but you know, I, mining was so difficult back then, it was just not an easy thing to just click a button and you're doing. Uh, so I, I, I made my mistakes by not doing the things that I could have been doing at the time that I could have been doing it. And I could, I guess you could say that's kind of along that trajectory of life as you have it, that kind of got me to the point where it's like, how do I make sure you guys that are watching this don't make those mistakes and learning about something and then putting it aside, forgetting about it, not doing anything with it, making sure that you utilize this knowledge, this technology to be uh, early adopter and, and harness it to create things. There's, there's so much content that's out there and we're going to talk a lot about content in, in a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We'll get into all of your, your various shows and things like that. Um, 
for that, I figure, you know, the first thing we could do, hopefully, is get a little bit of the origin story. I'm curious, you know, your background, you started to talk about it just now about how you got into crypto first. So maybe you could talk about that and then how you got into VR later on. Um, they were both kind of like hand in hand. So I knew that they would intertwine in the future. Like you said, we just didn't know when. Um, but I saw Bitcoin in 2011 and then I saw Oculus in 2012 with the Kickstarter and kind of just always early adopting, catching on to new technolo technological trends as, as soon as I can and um, trying to see where it fits all into the longevity of, of the space of technology just evolving um, and trying to make sure that, you know, I keep people caught up with me. Like I was one of those guys that made sure my grandma knew how to text before 2010. So, you know, trying to make sure everybody around me is caught up so that way we're all growing and, and, and rising together. One of my favorite uh, sayings that I hear, one of my, my, one of my friends in the crypto space says like every day pretty much is rising tide raises all ships, right? And I, I heard it a few times before I got into crypto, but as I really started to get into crypto communities and get tapped into other people that are building, creating, doing things in this space, I really started to realize the potential of what happens when people work to get together, collaborate, build together and, you know, help each other to evolve. You know, multiple people can have their own agendas and your agendas can you know, collaborate and, 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 and coincide with one another to help each other grow and, and do amazing things. So shout out to all my friends that are always down to collab with me and make amazing content. Um, I, I guess you could say it really started for me um, as an event host. Uh, when I was in high school, I got a job working at a Sono Fieldhouse in Connecticut, basically like an indoor field house where I did like birthday parties you know played like soccer oh. with kids rock climbing stuff like that and just enjoyed hosting events and making sure everybody had a good time so as i kind of took those skills building that you know getting into crypto getting into virtual reality it kind of came hand in hand where it's like oh here's a platform where i can host events hey here's all these different events kept going around and i'm like where's the crypto events at oh there are none all right i'll start doing them so uh, 2019 is when I finally decided I'm going to start hosting some VR events in alt space and built a world, just educating people about, you know, what is Bitcoin? I remember back then there was just like one or two people, I would say a week that would come in and be like, oh, I know what Bitcoin is. Everybody had no idea what it was. And then between like 20... 21 and, and earlier this year is when I started to see more people that know about NFTs than they know about Bitcoin. And that, that I find interesting. Right. And I, I'm willing to predict in the near future, let's say 2025 to 2026, we're going to have people that know more about DAOs than they do about NFTs and crypto. So DAOs is the next term that y'all need to know about. Decentralized Autonomous Organization. You don't know it look it up d-y-o-r do your own research absolutely yeah no we're i i have a slide later on to talk about DAOs as well i you know we'll we'll, we'll get there uh but i love how how knowledgeable you are so I, you know how they say you're you have a class that you you graduated at the bitcoin school when, when you fought your first bitcoin what class would you say you were year uh, Which unfortunately cycle? 2018 man unfortunately 
right, third right, wave. Right. But I watched and 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 you know debated and tried to get in in 2014, but unfortunately it wasn't as easy as it is now. I'm sure a lot of you guys are like, "What do you mean? You could have just went in Coinbase and just bought some Bitcoin." Yeah, but Coinbase didn't exist in 2011 to 2014, and then 2014 I tried to use I forgot what platform it was, but I used Wells Fargo as my bank to buy. Uh, Bitcoin and that was not happening. And then I think I tried again in 2016. And then I tried again in oh, well 2016. I tried with Coinbase. That was when Coinbase came out. Like I got, I was probably one of the first 2,000 people that install Coinbase. Um, couldn't buy it with Wells Fargo. And then 2018, after I saw the the bull run, I'm just like, no. As it's falling, I need to be accumulating. So I decided, let me try one more time. Otherwise, yo, screw Wells Fargo. I'm going to have to get another bank because, like, I can't deal with this. I need to have me some Bitcoin ASAP. And, yeah, thankfully, by then, it was finally popular enough that Wells Fargo was like, oh, yeah, 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 go ahead and buy that Bitcoin stuff. Well, yeah, of course, in 2017, like uh, it was uh, Jamie Dimon, of course, who who is running these big banks is saying, oh, it's a scam. If anyone in my company trades it, they're going to be fired. Meanwhile, he was secretly putting He's together his own portfolio. as much as he could. It, it was, it's completely insane. And, and um, you know, I think actually the, the fact that you came in in 2018 may be a blessing in disguise because you didn't catch the height, the peak. I think so too. You, it then crashed for the next three years, right? You kind of... It sounded like in 2018 was really where we hit the bottom, uh, pretty much. And so you may have been lucky enough to, to get it at the bottom and ride it up for this last wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely accumulated from, I want to say I, I started at 12. It, it got as high as 20. and I, I started at 12 and accumulated down to uh, $3,000 per Bitcoin and then just kind of sat on it from there and traded other coins. Right. The other interesting thing, of course, is that you're talking about how uh, we weren't talking about NFTs really in 2017, not not too much. And then DAOs, we weren't talking about either, but actually DAOs predate NFTs, right? So there was Absolutely, the DAO yeah. hack that happened on Ethereum back in 2015 mm -hmm. you know, or 16, but it's, it's like the technology needed to catch up with it. So uh, it's really interesting how um, no one can predict the trajectory. No one can predict exactly how this is going to play out. But people, I think we have a really idea that it is going to play out it is going to manifest itself and it is going to oh, create yeah. this web 3 it's going to change the world we just don't know the exact path that will happen and we don't know the timing so that's really i mean the trend. i i i would say that there's a lot of different um i call them spikes so like the projects that just do a thing and it gets a lot of hype and it, it just spikes out of nowhere and everybody finds out about it and it becomes a big trend, right? So there was a lot of different spikes across the NFT space. The first one would be CryptoKitties. If you don't know about CryptoKitties, basically these cute little cats that people started trading. And that was like big thing that got people talking about NFTs. I found out about NFTs right before the CryptoKitty hype. Um, and then after crypto kitties was like crypto punks and you, know, you got board ape yacht clubs, all these spikes that keep popping up that people find out about it, learn more, want to know more and then start creating their own and diving deep into the space. Um, I want to say with DAOs, of course, the first big one was the DAO back, uh, which caused the, which caused ETH classic. If you've ever seen ETH classic, ETC, um, outside of that, you know, I would say that there's a, there's been a few spikes here and there. The big one that just triggered right now during this whole Ukraine crisis 
there's a DAO that created, um, they're basically helping a lot of the, um, the word that I want to use, not immigrants. The Ukrainian uh, army to, to, to get uh, funds to the Ukrainian army. Is that the what you're talking about? No, well, yeah, I think it's to the army as well as to the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? <laughs> not immigrants, but the people that are no longer there because Refugees. of the war. They, Refugees. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they they gave a lot of money to refugees. And unlike a lot of these charities that are out there where it's just like, all right, I'm going to give you my money. And it's like, all right, well, what happens to my money? I have no idea. With the Dow, you get to keep track of it. You get to keep tabs of it. You get to see how the money is being spent. And I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we're, we'll get there. You know, I... Our plan for simulation nation is to become a DAO. So anyone who wants to Damn. be early in on our DAO, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're not there yet because they're still figuring out governance mo governance models, and we're still mm -hmm. figuring out how to make it all run. That is our our ultimate uh, goal. So we're we're right along with you there. And you know, you're talking about NFTs. So I was one of those guys who bought a crypto kitty. I had two crypto kitties back in 2017, uh, and then you can breed them. So I was breeding crypto kitties. You can then sell your offspring, to, to, right? The date. The problem was, if only I had invested in crypto punks. But crypto punks weren't as known and weren't as popular. Crypto kitties were the most popular thing. Mm -hmm. Problem is that because everyone created these babies, it flooded the market with too many yep. NFTs, and so the value of each one went down. Whereas crypto punks stayed at a ten thousand series, and then they like went way up in value because there was no options of them, right? Yeah, scarcity. And so it's interesting. Like, this is the kind of thing we're talking about where people, we, we're all experimenting, right? No one really quite knows how it's all going to play out. What's your thoughts on Board Ape Yacht Club? Because that is the most insane phenomenon that I, you know, I didn't even, I don't even really love the art of the Board Ape Yacht Club. And so I was always like, I'll get a crypto punk because it's cool and retro and like funky. But like the Board Apes, I was always like, I don't know. I think I'm going to sit this one out. And now it's like each one is worth like a million bucks. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, how I feel about it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fad. You know, it's all about the branding. Um, but you know, what's keeping it uh, hype and popularity is mainly the fact that one, it's scarce. Two, it has a utility. Um, so with the Board Ape Yacht Club, as a Board Ape Yacht Club um, NFT holder, you get access to Board Ape Yacht Club events. So me being down here in Miami. There's Board Ape Yacht Club events all the time. I know there's some out in New York and some out in LA. And if you have a Board Ape, you get to access the event. Otherwise, you got to pay to get into the event. Right. So pretty interesting to see. It's I know that there was ticket. a restaurant. Huh? <laughs> it's an expensive ticket, though. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, is it worth it? It might be more worth it just to buy a ticket to the event rather than buying a Board Ape. But that's neither here nor there, right? Um, I know that there was a, a restaurant that recently was announced called Bored and Hungry. So Bored API Club holders are, are going to be eating there and uh, kind of get you access to a lot of the top echelon of the NFT community and the big investors of the space. So it makes sense to eat there and, and, and shill your NFTs, right? Yeah. And I think the other thing that they did is it, that, it, you know, for those of you who are following the NFT space, CryptoPunks were the, the OGs. They were the top uh, earners. They were the, the ones that were the most coveted. And then shocking twist of events happened where Board Apes started to surpass them. And then Board Apes, the company behind Board Apes, bought the company behind CryptoPunks. And now all the CryptoPunks are owned by the Board Apes people. 
And I think that the, re the main reason for that was that uh, CryptoPunks, they still own the rights. So Larva Lab owned the rights, whereas Ape, mm. you own the copyright. So if you want to start a restaurant and use your board Ape as the insignia, you can do that because you have the copyright uh, laws behind you with that board Ape. That's really the, I think that that's the big innovation that they brought to the table that really makes it have legs. Between that as well as they're making you, have you heard of Yugaverse yet? Yeah, the, the, their, their own kind of metaverse that's happening, right? So they're going to allow you to be able to use your CryptoPunks, your MeBits. If anybody doesn't know about MeBits, it's a spinoff of CryptoPunks. CryptoPunks are like retro 8-bit uh, uh, profile pictures. MeBits are supposed to be kind of like Minecraft-looking um, spinoff of that, uh, as well as you got the Board Ape Yacht Club and their spinoff, Mutant Ape Yacht Club. So it's kind of like you can use any one of those four profile pictures as your avatar within the Yugaverse. And, they have a TV show that just got announced. Uh, they're going to be doing like a mini series. It's going to trying to do a whole thing with this space and really create content and, and push their brand. So we'll see what happens as people really, if people are really interested in the brand, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to make a prediction. I, I think it's here today, gone tomorrow. And that's a conversation I was having with somebody today. Um, another artist that was asking me like, you know, why, why make NFTs? Like there's, there's so many NFTs that are out there. What really would make my NFTs any different than any other artists? And it all comes down to the utility, right? How are you utilizing? How are you gamifying your audience? How are you getting more people attracted and wanting to keep coming back? Um, so for people that don't know, Blockchain Universe is a community within Altspace and all across the metaverse. We host all sorts of events you know mondays i got crypto mondays and we educate people i have people that jump in hey what's cosmos and we'll answer your questions live right then and there and try to help everybody learn more about that and there's so many different events that we're going to keep hosting and, and building together and i want to create this 24 7 community of crypto content so that way no matter who is in the crypto space that buys a vr headset can be able to jump in and have a community to connect with and collaborate with and grow with at all times, 24 seven. Yeah, no, that's great. And I love that, you know, you host this uh, weekly NFT event and, you know, obviously board apes are, are way too expensive for uh, most of us. And so the thing that I love is that you shed uh, spotlights on artists that are very talented, but maybe aren't costing mm -hmm. as much money yet, not undiscovered. So how do you find your alpha? Like, where do you, these uh, hidden gems in for your shows? I mainly started with just reaching out to artists that I've met from actually going to different conferences and going to different um, events across the space. And then at some points, we would reach out to some artists that we would meet, uh, you know, across Twitter and IG. And uh, City Girl actually came up with a great idea of reaching out to a lot of the artists here within Altspace that are right now getting into the NFT space. So I unfortunately don't go around alt space enough, hanging out at enough events. It's only whenever I see blue or a couple of other friends that are on that I'll just jump in and bounce around, but definitely great to meet a lot of the artists that I've met over the last couple of weeks that are already in alt space and getting to connect with them more way better to have people that are already in VR, as opposed to trying to get suck people that mm -hmm. are in crypto space into VR. But it's always great to have a nice blend of both and mixed communities. Got it.
Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, the only other thing before we move on from NFTs, the other thing that I thought was interesting is the music NFTs, which you've had in some of your events, right? So maybe you could just sort of tell everybody about that. Yeah, so there's many different niches within NFTs as a whole. At first, people really just focused on art, but there's art, there's gaming, there's music, there's comedy, there's poets, there's so many different content creators that are utilizing NFTs to monetize their content, right? Uh, so it, whether you want to do a concert, whether you want to do a stand-up show, whether you want to do a poetry slam, there's so many different ways that you can utilize NFTs either to sell the content itself directly. Now you own that song. Now you own that music video and, or you could be able to give out spots. So I've seen people do like a, a show and you can have an NFT for each character and whoever buys that NFT can be a part of the show as that character. I've seen people do um, you know, NFTs as tickets and you can't get access to the event unless you have the ticket. Um, you know, there's, there's a NFT, the movie I'm actually in it. Uh, I talk about the metaverse in their movie and they're going to be doing, um, both a showing where you can have NFT as a ticket to, to see the showing as well as you could be able to buy the NFT, the movie and have access to the movie and then turn around and sell it so that someone else can be able to watch it. Yeah, there's tons of use cases and I think when people say, oh, you know, NFTs are a scam or cryptos are a scam, I think that, you know, there are those cases that are scams, but in the end of the day, it's just going to be everything. It's going to be literally everything, you know, um, and it's just a way to verify something uh, on the, the blockchain in a digital realm that you know that it's yours and you know that you own it. So it just is a way to prove ownership of something in the digital world. And so in itself is not a scam, right? I mean, good and bad can come from any technology. A gun can be used exactly. to protect you or it could be used to hurt mm -hmm. you. NFT could be used to uh, scam somebody or it could be used to uh, show, you know, protect their, their property, Ownership. essentially, and protect their art. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree with that as well as you know, there's been so many different scams in the art world when you think of people that make fakes and stuff like that. You know, just to, to point out, there's, there's so many different ways that people can be fooled. It really is up to you as the individual to understand what you're doing um, before you make a trade. So you know, even if, if you're curious, like it's always good to have a community to connect with and say, hey, guys, I want this, but like, is this a good idea? And that's why I created this. So that way. You're never alone like i was alone from 2011 until 20 like 17 before i started actually having people that were also interested in crypto you guys are growing up and are, are, are growing into a time where you don't have to be alone in the crypto space there's so many other people in the crypto space and we all have headsets where we could just jump in and get together so come join us absolutely Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's let's talk about uh, going down the, the line here, uh, a little bit about GameFi. So you said you're token gamer, so I know you're involved in a lot of gaming. And so the newest terminology is GameFi, which is basically game finance. And it's it seems to be exploding right now. Um, I'm just curious your thoughts on, on GameFi. So there's so many different niches within all of the different uh, groups 
of of crypto you know crypto is the overall umbrella we discussed nfts we discussed DAOs. so gaming is its own it's kind some people would say it's its own umbrella underneath um separate from nfts but they i mean it's nfts inside game five but um if you understand DeFi as well decentralized finance it kind of takes a little bit of both from nfts to decentralized finance but gamifies it so that way one it's fun two it's um a way for you to be able to make money right um doing many different things so within the gamefi space the largest niche right now would be play to earn uh which probably the largest play to earn game that people would talk about is axie infinity people kept asking me for the longest i would play axie infinity and i just did not care to one it just didn't look video visually appealing i mean you're talking to a guy that plays ps4 ps5 xbox all those type of games why would i want to go play like this kitty looking cartoonish game kind of like pokemon and it doesn't have any visual appealing oh because i can earn crypto while playing it and eh, i'll pass right like I said, the spikes, there's going to be those projects that take off here today. But my biggest thing is gone tomorrow. Axie Infinity, unfortunately, is on its way down as we speak. There is a big hack on the platform and oh, people have been disappearing like ghosts off the platform. Won't pick it up anymore. And it, it's really sad to see. But, you know, it happens. You know, you got to pay attention to what you get into and where you put your money and 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 be ready to pull the trigger and get out of there if need be. And a lot of people did that. And unfortunately it sucks for the people that spent so much money and, and Axie infinity, but that's just one of multiple different blockchain games that are out there. Another one that is actually visually appealing and grabs my interest is called star Atlas. Definitely check out Atlas token, basically, you know, buy a, um, a rocket ship, kind of something like what we're on right now and be able to travel around their metaverse doing all sorts of stuff. And, it's kind of like I want to say in a sense like alt space, but also like you own your own rocket ship, so we can like shoot each other and do all sorts of battles in space. Think of like Star Wars mixed with alt space, like it's pretty lit. Right. Yeah, though, no, just you know, interesting talking about Axie Infinity. It's sort of showing us how GameFi is going to change the world because uh, people in the Philippines that were making, mm -hmm. they were playing Axie Infinity and they were making more than their parents were making in an entire year. So then yep. they're actually supporting their family. There's actually an economy that is supporting their family. That's really incredible. I, how do you feel about that, that people won't even have to work at a job anymore? They'll just be playing these games and that'll be their livelihood. I'm super excited for it, man. I think that that is the way to go. Like, why would I want to work in desk job that's going to make me do some repetitive tasks and I can be able to play video games and have fun playing them, create amazing content, meeting, meet amazing people, out how do out there things that you know other people just can't fathom and you know like that's what i do for a living you know that's that's around the corner you know content is king and people want to keep seeing amazing content so as we gamify it and make it you know easily accessible easy to adopt and easy to use i think that people are gonna easily jump into the space see that they can make money having fun and forget doing other things once they make enough money yeah, and hopefully will society won't crumble. Hopefully robots by then will be able to take care of those medial jobs so that we Japan can go and play our games. Japan is definitely on the wave. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's it's it, it is it's it's really interesting, and I love the idea of like you're playing World of Warcraft or something, but you get to keep those goods, right? You get to and you get to cross, mm -hmm. jump from game to game. Sometime I'm I'm into DeFi Kingdom, so that's what I'm playing. And so it's it's, it's the owner, insane the right now, right? Yeah, where it's like they just opened up a new kingdom called Crystal Vale, and if anyone is looking for opportunity, it's, there's literally three thousand percent APR that you can make right now. There is the catch mm -hmm. of it is that you have to have that locked up for a year to two years. So if in two a year DeFi Kingdoms have, dies and dissipates, then you kind that's the risk, right? But if DeFi yep. Kingdoms continues to grow, and that you're making a lot of passive income right now, uh, and you know it, it's 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 really mind blowing because they want to they're trying to bootstrap these games, right? So the, if you get in early, you can really uh, make a lot of money and then you can buy game goods or you could just cash out. Right. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the longevity of it is keeping your money within the space and continuing to accumulate. A lot of people are doing what's called liquidity pools in their games where you could basically put money in the system that people will then be able to utilize and do all sorts of exchanges within the game, but you can earn fees every time people are doing exchanges and transactions in the game. And if you think about it, there's so many different transactions that people are doing, whether it's, you know, like uh, Ryu making different outfits for people, like that's a transaction. Me, you know, giving you a hug in VR, like that's a transaction. There's so many different ways that we can exchange within the metaverse. So if, if we can monetize those exchanges and give a small cut to those that put pool the the fund the pool that we can be able to utilize for the space oh man there's so much ways that people can earn like interest and yield from within harvesting this technology yeah absolutely and it's like nfts gives a little bit of money back to the artists again this gives a little bit of money back to the players as opposed to the platforms yep. right so we get to share in the wealth of the platform you know these video games make billions of dollars and we are the ones paying that right to, to, yeah, to play their game. Now we're going to be a part of the, the economy. We're going to be a part of the um, profit making, which is really exciting. I mean, most of you are probably already used to it. I'm sure a lot of you play video games where you earn like some token within the game. But that token's not really worth anything. You can't do anything with it. It's just, you know, I can exchange it to buy an item within that game. What if you could take that money out and be able to, you know, change it for Bitcoin or something like that's that's what we're able to do with this technology and with this space and it's going to be amazing to see you know what people do one to keep the money within the game but two what they do like you're saying in the Philippines where I could be able to take the money out that I'm earning from this game and you know change lives absolutely also, cool vibes. I saw you had a question. If you still have it, uh, let me know. Anyone else have a question? Uh, please use the raise hand option, and we'll sort of grab them in between different sections here. Um, so, you know, we sort of have touched on DeFi a little bit. Um, there was DeFi Summer back in 2018, and DeFi. A lot of these play-to-earn games are using DeFi strategies, liquidity pools, and things like that. How do you feel about that, and where do you feel like it is on the risk curve? Um. There are, so for people that don't know DeFi, decentralized finance, just ways that you can be able to pull your money together as opposed to having like banks pulling their money together and taking uh, all of the profit and me and you get nothing and or 
crumbs, you know, whatever your 0.04 interest that you get in the bank. So unless you got millions of dollars in the bank, you're probably not seeing any money grow. When you put your money in the bank account. Whereas with DeFi, we get to do the same thing that the banks do and pool our money together, take cuts, yield farming. There's so many different avenues for making money within the DeFi space. A lot of risk, um, but also a lot of reward. It's uh, it's really up to you know doing your own research and understanding what you're doing. I really say it comes down to the analysts and the people that really like to chart it all out and make sense of it. And you know you don't got to be the one to go do that research. I mean, you should do your research, but there's a lot of people that kind of put that out, that content, that information out there, and it's really up to you to kind of extrapolate that data and understand. You know, is this something that I want to invest in? Is this a move that I can make? Is this, you know, um, a bet that I can call and I'm almost certain will result in profitability? Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've, I've played around with DeFi a little bit on Phantom um, with, with limited results. But let's take a question from Cool Vibes here. Let's go on Cool Vibes. Hey, so I had a question. Um, just maybe your opinion. What do you think about the app Multiverse? It is in pre-beta right now, but the goal is to be able to, I guess, turn these properties into NFTs or mint them or find a way to put it on the blockchain to uh, liquidate these things that's called MetaCoins that currently is equivalent to zero dollars. My opinion on it, I, I think that it's a project. It's, it, you know, it's got a niche. It has a goal. It's really up to them to keep creating and building in, in a way that people are going to want to utilize it. So it goes from being less than a penny to being more than a penny. And as long as there's some form of utility, people utilize it. You know, those meta coins be a token that I could use across the metaverse makes sense. So, you know, as people start to utilize it, if people utilize it, the price will go up. Um, I think we, I believe we talked about that with Vinny uh, a couple of weeks back on and and his episode. So check out Yummy NFTs with Vinny Rock um, on YouTube if you want to watch that event. Um, and you can learn more about you know what they're what's going on with that project. And uh, I think that uh, it's it's really up to we the people uh, as to how we utilize our money within the metaverse. And if if we want to choose to use meta tokens, then you know, that means it's going to make space and make moves, but people start gravitating to other coins. I know Facebook's talking about making it so that way you can be able to buy and sell things within Horizons and other platforms. I'm sure it's not going to, it's going to be a matter of time before Microsoft has a way for you to be able to utilize NFTs and, and crypto within alt space. You know, it just, it really depends on, you know, who you choose to give your money to or, or, or back your money behind. Agreed. The only the only concern I have with the, the metaverse is that it's very centralized. So it's it's someone you know, and I don't know the trusted parties behind them. So if I'm going to invest in the metaverse, I would do something like Sandbox, which is a little more trusted, or I would go totally decentralized, like Somnium Space, where I know that it's based on the Ethereum blockchain, and you can really go out into the frontier and buy something that you know you'll be able to. Um, sort of trust that it's going to be there because no one can rug you, right? So people get rugged where the, you know, they, they, they take the money and run. And 
Um, I, I'm going to, I'm keeping an eye on the metaverse thing, but I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know uh, about it yet. I haven't had enough really information and it's still super early. I think they announced it like a couple months ago. So still super early, but concept is there. It makes sense. We'll see what happens. Yep. Good question. Good though. Question. Uh, okay. We'll take one more, one more question from Ryan here and then we'll, uh, we'll keep going. How's it going, Ryan? What do you think about Shiba Inu? What do you, what do you think that's going to be? Shiba um, one of those spikes that I was talking about, man, here to take on team tokens. That's a whole niche in itself. Of, you know, started with Doge. Somebody literally just saw Bitcoin and was like, yo, I mean, if this guy could create Satoshi Nakamoto could come out of nowhere and create some cryptocurrency and, and put it out there for everybody, why can't I just copy that and make my own? And he did and made something called Dogecoin, made a little twist to it and put the little dog on it. Wanted to make something that grabbed people's attention and, you know, made like an infinite supply of it, unlike Bitcoin, which is limited to 21 million. So um, people kept telling me that Dogecoin was going to hit a dollar. I kept doubting it. I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm sure there's a lot of you that uh, may be watching this that came to one of my events and I kind of laughed at you about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> As Dogecoin uh, got to what, 70 cents? Because of Elon Musk last year, still wasn't a dollar, but way closer than I thought it was. So there's definitely potential in meme tokens. Don't laugh at every token just because it seems silly. Uh, so I, I have a story about that where I bought Doge. I bought a. I bought like I think it was like hundred dollars worth of Dogecoin in 2017, just because I thought it was funny and I thought I could tip people with it, and mm -hmm. it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I really like the the creator, and so I, I bought it. And then it, at the peak was worth thirty four hundred dollars i was like what the hell like this is a hundred dollars i just put like you know in there and thirty four hundred dollars but i i don't touch any of the meme coins personally so uh if Dang. you're talking like shiba shiba inu has no value it has no utility um, it's just basically you're going to gamble in vegas so it's like like i'm gonna put i'm gonna put it on like red five and you're gonna spin the wheel and you're gonna hope for the best i think that if doge if if elon musk continues to push dogecoin Shiba Inu kind of follows in the, the wake of Dogecoin. So there is a chance that it could go up in value, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pure crapshoot in my, in my mind. Um, if you uh, wanted to ask a question, up, use a, I will uh, say, there. I to respond, right? Before he follows up, I will say that there was potential for it to be on Robinhood. There's a lot of hype behind it, and surprisingly, it made it. Recently, Robinhood announced that Shiba Inu is now tradable on Robinhood, and I believe that's what's pushing the current trend behind Shiba Inu. But now they've made it to their destination. They wanted to be on, on the platform with the most eyes. They're, they're in a lot of different platforms. The question is, what are you going to do with it? You know, they have their own little Shiba Inu ecosystem and, you know, pro projects that are utilizing Shiba Inu, but, like, how many people are utilizing it? How many people have a reason to utilize it? If I, if the only reason why I want to utilize is, oh, there's a chance it's going to hit a penny, it's going to hit a dollar. I, once I get to that point, I want to sell it. If the only reason why you're investing in it is so that you can then sell it, it's not going to last. A lot of these projects that we're talking about, people are buying it because of the utility. I want to get a board ape yacht club, not because I want to turn around and sell it for a million dollars, but because I want to be able to have access to the yacht clubs and go meet all of the VCs and founders of so many different projects that have board ape yacht clubs. We had you know, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, all of these big, big wigs that are now getting into the NFT space, showing up to these Board Ape Yacht Club events. Yeah, people want to be there so that they can meet these people. So 
it makes sense to buy, buy a board API club because of that utility. What utility does Shiba Inu have? I don't know of any. If you have one, please let me know. One last comment well, like before we move on. It's just added to Robinhood. People are trying to make games out of it too, as well. So it could be something in the future, but it's just like any cryptocurrency. Not all of them are just about making gains. There's a lot of cryptocurrencies that are all about having some type of utility, doing something with it, having access to something with it. Shiba Inu has not provided that type of utility yet. Possibility that they will in the future. I can't predict the future of what Shiba Inu will do. I'm not knocking it. I will no longer laugh at meme tokens. Dogecoin was the last token I laugh at. But uh, you know, it's it's just really like provide me with more information, and I'll I'll believe in it more. As of this point, not enough information for me to want to really go invest in the Shiba. I'd rather stay back from meme tokens. But that's my cup of tea. Not everybody cares to you know be more risk averse and and chill they want to jump in and hope that they get in at the right time or accumulate as much as they can i had a friend that was just adamant that he had to have at, at minimum 10 million dogecoin before it hit a dollar and i'm I'm sure he made a pretty penny when it hit 70 cents I, did he sell all of it probably not I, only, I hope he sold some of it but if that's all it is if that the only reason why i'm accumulating is just because i can't wait for it to hit a dollar so i can sell it that's silly to me. It's my opinion. And, and the trick that they're using for marketing is unit bias, right? So they see, oh, well, Bitcoin's worth $40,000. I can't possibly afford one Bitcoin. Shiba Inu is worth a half a penny. Oh, yeah, I could pay for that. But they don't understand that the unit bias is just a, a trick, right? Because I think that more value will come from buying uh, one one thousandth of a Bitcoin than it will be to buy 10,000 oh, Shiba yeah. Inu. Because it's it's deflationary as opposed to inflationary, meaning there's never going to be any more Bitcoin than 21 million. But Shiba Inu, there's it's constantly inflating, so there's going to be more and more and more. And your value will be uh, sort of deflated. Or I think that away. comes full service to what we were talking full circle to what we were talking about with uh, Crypto Kitties. You've already seen this in the space projects that create things that are just openly abundant you can just keep creating more and more of them i could just keep making more doge i can just keep making more sheep there's no stopping it it's just going to keep going down it's the same thing with the u.s dollar right now why would i want to go from the u.s dollar to sheep it's the same damn thing at the end of the day the government's going to keep printing more and more dollars so at the end of the day the dollar that you have in your pocket is going to be worth less in the future because they're going to keep making more and more money if i buy more sheep in the future, there's going to be more sheep. Thus, I'm going to have less value in sheep. So why would I hold sheep? Very true. Um, so before we get into all of your events that you host here, are there any uh, coins that you are uh, excited about or um, interested in investing in? I will shout out Solana. Uh, you know, really came up really fast. I, I peep Solana day one and i had a feeling they'd surpass Card cardano and a lot of my friends that were big cardano fans kept telling me that there's no way in hell that solana would surpass cardano uh yeah uh, <laughs> i started to tell you guys solana has passed cardano it's not it wasn't uh wasn't even like close it's they're blowing them out of the water um and the amount of people that are utilizing solana i mean it's it's so funny to me that Cardano has been around so damn long now, and they're still talking about, hey, we're going to build this 
So that way we can now catch up to Solana. I'm sorry. Isn't Solana out after you? That's like saying you got to catch up to your son. Like what? It just, it makes no sense to even touch Cardano to me anymore. So we'll see what happens with that platform, but I'm, I'm big on Solana. I want to learn Rust so I can start making projects on Solana. Um, outside of Seoul, uh, I'd say Cosmos is another interesting one. Polkadot's another interesting one. I, I'm, I've been in the engine for a bit and I'm, I'm loving the idea of having a gaming platform where I can be able to, you know, take my gun from one game to the next. I've been holding the engine probably since like 2018, but like, I'm not going to lie. Yo, y'all taking too damn long. Um, they announced Affinity, their next like move in the space for being able to go cross platform uh, a while back. And I haven't seen much gains in that. I'm really hoping that that picks up by the end of 2022. Otherwise, I'm going to start losing faith in Engine. Because, I mean, you only got but so long before people really start to move on from a project. So you got to keep updating and keep making, you know, a reason for people to stay. If it's taking too long, cough, cough, Cardano, people are just going to disappear. Oh, yeah, it's, I, I can't couldn't agree more. I mean, Luna and Avalanche are the other two first, That's uh, enough, you yep. know, layer one uh, that are great and competitors with Ethereum. Algorand but, um, is another one. Yep. Algorand. Solana is great. And I, I got it early on Solana NFTs because I was like, okay, Solana's taken off. So I just sold my first uh, Solana NFT. I'm sort of sad about it because I had some connection to it, but it was like spiking like crazy because of uh, Justin Mezel, the creator, had, uh, is doing mm -hmm. this other project. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I kind of was, uh, it was a bittersweet moment. <laughs> yes. Thank you, City Girl. Everyone was mourning on Instagram, but uh, in any case, um, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Solana is so easy to use. It's so fun to use. Uh, it's a little more centralized, but it's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite one to use. It's the one I, I go to more than any other. So, um, I think that will turn into value, hopefully. Um, Same. All right. So, uh, Actually, we got, okay, Ryan's got one more, and then we'll get into your events here. What's up, Ryan? What do you think about crypto.com? Good question. CRO. Um, you know, they've been out for a minute, too, honestly. I feel like I've been seeing crypto.com since 2017. I mean, they're killing it right now with these commercials with freaking Matt Damon. I mean, so many people know about it now. Um, it's, it's a platform for you to be able to buy and sell cryptos so i mean I, it's like saying what do i think about coinbase like it's it's gonna be there they're not going nowhere they're gonna make their moves coinbase is more centralized and kind of they're not even on any exchanges they are their own exchange whereas like crypto.com is an exchange that's also on ex other exchanges you got binance as an exchange as their own token bnb as other that's on other exchanges you know being that integral being a part of other communities being a, uh, on other platforms makes sense it's like us like a lot of people here like uh, you know let me inter connect the audience more let me see a show of hands how many people use vr chat show of hands how many people use rec room and i mean like the, everybody utilizes more platform you know you got a lot of people in crypto that are on twitter a lot of people that are on instagram a lot of people that are on discord people can be in more than one thing at one time so CRO is making the right moves. Crypto.com is going to be across multiple platforms, allowing you to be able to buy and trade and sell crypto. So makes sense. I think they're doing things the right way, and we'll see how long the longevity of it is. You just got to keep creating more things and doing stuff with it. I don't feel like I hear enough updates from Crypto.com, and 
I feel like eventually they're just going to kind of fall by the wayside as less people utilize it because there's other exchanges that are making more innovative updates. I mean, you look at what's going on with Uniswap and all their DeFi tools. You look at what's going on with SushiSwap across Binance platform. There's so many of these other projects that are creating new tools literally every single day. I feel like I see new updates across some of these other platforms. I can't remember the last time I saw an update from crypto.com. They're still trading like the same cryptos that they were probably like two years ago. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but they really need to start innovating. Uh, you know, I live in uh, LA and of course the Staples Center where the Lakers have won all their last few championships has now become the crypto.com center, which is completely mm -hmm. mind blowing. And I, when they bought the crypto.com center, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, I was like, what is crypto.com? I went on Twitter and everyone was like, what the hell is crypto.com? No one had really heard of it. I think they're really good at marketing. If I was going to yep. go to exchange, I would prefer FTX or Binance or something like that. So I'm not into uh, crypto.com personally, but who knows? knows nor am i uh, right, we'll i'm one. really curious how they're making so much money for all these advertisements when i don't know anybody that uses crypto.com exactly so many exactly. people use so many other exchanges so we'll see what happens uh, we'll take one more from tian fire here and then we'll uh keep we'll get we'll actually get to your project sooner or later i promise drill <laughs> i'm enjoying it ask away i'm an open book yeah hey, uh, actually I actually just came in a little bit late. Someone may have asked this. Is there any more like uh, riskier altcoins you're looking at right now um, that you could see that could, you know, 10 to 100x? Talked about engine. Uh, yeah, we talked a bit about it. Those aren't as risky, I would say. Those are more stable. They've been around for a while. Some ones that are more risky that can snap. Um, I'd probably say Zap Protocol. Got a little bit of that. Um, they just got on Solana, so they've been they've been on the up and up right now. Will it keep going up? That's a good question. If they kind of launch into other platforms, especially now that they're on Solana, I can easily I can see where they easily, you know, Portum can be a part of like Cosmos or or Polkadot. But they really keep innovating and adding to other platforms. I could see where Zap takes off, and I could probably make a pretty penny off that. Um, outside of Zap, hold on, there was one that came to my mind. I mean, I was talking about Cosmos a little bit. Um, my friend got me and shout out to Mary Rose, one of my artists. She does, I'll tell you about that event in a little bit. Um, she got me into Cosmos more and I've been seeing a lot of the things that are happening on Cosmos. There's a exchange that they have osmosis. Um, I've been keeping my eye on there. Cause like every other day there's a new Cosmos token that's on, um, osmosis and, I feel like that has the potential to snap because Cosmos is just really innovating and creating some new projects that like isn't like any other projects. And I think that's interesting in this space where like there's so many clones and lookalikes. And I talked about Uniswap and then, oh, well, we got Sushi Swap and this swap and that swap and that swap. And they're all the same fucking thing as Uniswap, just different access to, to different tokens. Whereas Osmosis is trying to be a slight bit different. I'm honestly just waiting to see who's going to be the first one to make a metaverse exchange. I want to just be able to go in the metaverse and exchange my cryptos, but we'll see what happens. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So if, for me to, to answer that, I would say that for the metaverse, the gaming uh, GameFi stuff is really risky right now, but it's so new. And I think it's going to be the next big wave. I mean, DAOs will be one, but I think gaming will be another. So like Immutable X, Gala Games, Ultra, these oh, yeah, are gaming yeah, yeah. studios IMAX, that are essentially coming IMAX out with- definitely killing it. 
Yeah, like they're if they come out with one, you know, they've got like 20, 30, 40 games coming out in the next couple of years. And if one of them becomes an Axie Affinity, that company is going to blow up. So that's where I yeah. kind of take my outside bets on these on the next big wave, which I think is going to be gaming. So and that's like more tied into what I'm talking about, right? Where like you got more and more content coming out. There's always something going on with GameFi because a lot of these projects aren't just creating one video game and that's it. They have a T they have multiple different indie devs creating multiple different games. So it's like every other day there's another thing happening in their, you know, community of games. Well, so if anyone wants to see Jerome more frequently, we're gonna talk about some of his events that you can join. You can join his channels, you can go to those events. We've got a wonderful host over here, City Girl, and a few others. So uh, the first one here is Crypto Mondays. So what do you? What was the idea behind Crypto Mondays, and what do you talk about there? So Crypto Mondays, shout out to my boy Lou Kerner. Uh, he started Crypto Mondays New York back in like 2018, and just getting the New York community together, talking about cryptocurrencies. Um, and then I went to Crypto Mondays uh, in Miami in like. 2019, uh, Erica Gemma went to one of uh, Lou's events and decided, hey, if you're doing this in New York, can I do this in Miami? Some people are doing it in LA. I think last I heard, there's probably like 36 different cities that Crypto Mondays is running in. So I met Lou at NFT NYC back in 2020, right before the pandemic, and was just like, yo, a lot of Crypto Mondays in VR. And he was like, do it. I was like, all right, let's do it. And then the pandemic happened and he's like, no, really, I need you to do it like right now. And I started doing Crypto Mondays and he would introduce me to some CEOs and some big wigs in the space and we do interviews and people thought it was cool and people would listen. But a lot of my audience came up to me and just straight up let me know, like, you know, I could care less about these CEOs. Like, I'm not ever going to be on their level. So like, I don't really care. And I'm like, okay, would you care more? Like if we interviewed other people and they're like, like who? I'm like, musicians, artists, stuff like that. And people are like, yeah, it kind of gave me an idea. And I met Yum Yum in VR and we got talking about doing like NFTs and Yummy NFT was born. So I was just like, all right, interviews are going to Yummy NFTs. So what am I going to do at Crypto Mondays now? That kind of turned more into like an R&D session. So like I said, people would just jump in there and be like, hey, what's this token? And if you want to learn more about that token, yo, let's learn about it right then and there. So we'll pull up the white paper, we'll read it, we'll break down the technical analysis of the token over the last 30 days to a year and kind of understand what's, you know, what's the utility, what's the need behind that token. And is it one of those that are going to be here today, gone tomorrow, or is it going to be one that's going to slow and steady wins the race and be, you know, somewhere in the future? Kind of breaking it down as much as we can together and keeping up with it on a regular basis. I got a nice little routine that I start with the beginning of my events where we go straight to CoinGecko, which is if you haven't checked out CoinGecko.com, check it out. Great platform for you to be able to see basically all of the charts across the space, what's going on in the space every day. Check CoinGecko probably like every couple hours. Um, DAP Radar is the next one that I go to where you can learn a lot about different NFTs, different blockchain games, what's going on in the space. Um, there's a couple other websites that I go to that I can shout out. But uh, moving on from Crypto Mondays, uh, Tuesdays, like I said, Yummy NFTs. Um, Yum Yum has been out of VR, but lovely city girl over here. Thank you so much for taking the throne and uh, holding it down, just bringing in amazing artists and showing us what they're up to, kind of guiding us on that journey allowing people to learn more about the NFT space and, you know, inspiring some people. I love it when people tell me that, Hey, I watched your show and 
decided to go make an NFT and I just sold my first Genesis. Like that warms my heart, especially because I still haven't even made an NFT and sold it yet. So it's great to see <laughs> other people inspired by the content that I'm putting out there and, and wanting to create their own stuff. Um, Wednesday, shout out to Mary Rose. Uh, she is going to be doing a, actually we might be pushing that to Thursdays, but uh, we're doing a show called Gravity Gardens where she basically jumps into alt space first ask you, hey, what should I make? Somebody was like, hey, can you make a shoe with like a rose and like a, a, a crown on it? She jumps into Gravity Sketch and makes that, sh that that item. And then we're talking about basically based taking that item from Gravity Sketch and dropping it in an alt space live and allowing people to be able to like see it, harness it, maybe even minting it as an NFT on different platforms like Solana and selling it right then and there. So like there's so many different possibilities, right? Um, outside of that, then there's Thursdays. Uh, my buddy Or, shout out to Or, who literally just announced that she is now going to be on Wild and Out. Anybody's ever watched Nick Cannon's Wild and Out? My buddy Or is a crypto comedian. She does NFTs. Um, she's now going to be on Wild and Out. I think, like, is this like 13th season of Wild and Out? It's been so damn long. Um, she'll be on the, the next season. Um, so we had to delay the show a bit, but that's going to be coming out soon. We'll, we'll be doing some... Um, live streams where we'll be traversing the crypto verse bouncing from like central alt space to you know vr chat to decentraland all these different platforms uh basically cracking jokes while we bounce around if anybody's ever seen that tv show i think it's like on true tv or whatever where like there'll be a bunch of guys talking to someone in their air and they gotta like go out in the street and like crack jokes or like you know do silly things like we'll basically be doing that way or telling her to hey talk to this person about like their panties or something like Somebody was talking to me the other day while I was at Bitcoin 2022 about Bitcoin for panties. I'm like, yo, I got to do that with like or and have her like crack jokes about someone's panties in the metaverse. Like there's so many different you know, funny things we could do with this. Um, and then Fridays, uh, I used to do VR game nights at the blockchain center in Miami. And then unfortunately, COVID got that all to shut down. Um, I actually found a new venue that out to Purple Bodega out in Wynwood, Miami. Uh, I'll be hosting VR game nights again, starting there, uh, starting tomorrow night at 8.30. Um, gonna just be having fun playing different VR games. So come on, come join us, playing some games in VR, people in the real world, be able to jump in, utilize some of my headsets and, you know, BYOVR, bring your own VR headset. Um, we'll be having some fun. I'll also have the Super Smash set up. Um, I'm trying to set up uh, something called, what I'm calling Meta Race. Basically, has anybody ever seen the TV show Amazing Race? Where you like, huh. you know, race a, a bunch of people around the world? Yeah, instead of racing around the world, we're going to race around the metaverse. Bounce from platform to platform, doing different challenges. Find this NFT, find that, do that, stuff like that. Come on, come join us tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern. You're not busy at oh, all, is what like, you're telling us. Huh? You're not busy at all, is what you're telling us. Yeah, you know, just, just you know. Oh, here and there, doing something, something now and then. Um, weekends, I, I try to do like special events. So, like, we had shitcoin recently. That was on a weekday. But sometimes I'll have like a conference on the weekend. Sometimes we'll have a pop up art gallery. If you're an artist, you want to have a gallery? Holla at me. Let's 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 get a gallery going for you over the weekend. Um, I want to do some more concerts. I just met a bunch of poets today. So, I'm trying to do a poetry slam one of these weekends. There's so many different content that we can make. Like I said, I want to get to 24-7, 365. So if you got some content, you want to come join us, let go. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's quite the slate. I'm, pre I'm impressed. I don't know how you sleep, but hey. 
We need sleep when you got the better sleep, verse. Rave repeat. <laughs> exactly. So, so we've talked a lot about what you're thinking of the future and your future projects. The thing we really haven't touched on is like when. What's you, what do you think the timeline is? When do you think this is all going to become mainstream? Is it already there? Is it getting there? Is the metaverse going to be integrated with crypto? What do you think this uh, this is going to take? Great question. Um, considering the fact that, you know, like I said, 2012 is really when like VR started to take off or, or like started essentially. Yeah, VR has been around before that, but like 2012 was the inception of the current VR, right? If you think about 2012 to 2022, now you got meta and headsets everywhere. And we're now reaching quote unquote means the beginning of mainstream for VR, right? There's still so many of my friends that have never put on a VR headset. So many people that I know that never bought one, don't know why they should get one. We're still in the early days. I like to relate it to our cell phone. How many people got a cell phone and that yo in the future everybody's gonna have cell phone that's right but did everybody have cell phones within the first decade no did everybody has cell phones within the second decade pretty much my grandma and everybody and, and your mama is, has a cell phone pretty much it's only the people that refuse to have a cell phone at this point 20 years later that still don't have a cell phone i think we're we're gonna ride the same trajectory First 10 years, it's like the, the people that felt like they had to get a, a VR headset got, got a VR headset. The second 10 years, the people that didn't feel like they need to get a headset are going to feel like they need to get a headset. So we'll see over the next 10 years. And within that time frame, I think we'll definitely see more platforms that utilize blockchain within it. So let's say in the next 15 years, I think it's going to be at an abundant point where it's like, yo, do you guys remember 15 years ago where we like, it was rare to see people that had a VR headset or AR headset. 15 years from now, everybody will be walking around with glasses on their head that they can access VR, AR applications. Yeah, no, that's very, that's fair. Absolutely. I've, I've always thinking it's like eight, eight years, like 2030, like the, the, the 20s is kind of the experimental. They're still clunky. It's still heavy. It's still people get nauseous. They're going to figure out all that tech and they're going to make it much quicker, much lighter. And maybe the 2030s are when it's really going to blossom. So I'm, I'm pretty much on the same timeline with you. It could even be sooner than that because of cloud computing. I mean, I don't know how many people have checked out Plutosphere, but yo, that's taking off right now. Like you can use a VR headset like the Oculus Quest, download this app, and instead of needing to have a big, heavy computer to play a game like Half-Life Alex, you could just stream it over the cloud directly to your headset. So if we could be able to do that, somebody soon is going to make a dedicated cloud-based VR headset. No computer, no you know chips that are processing everything directly on the headset. It's just streaming it like a Google Chromecast right to your eyes. If we could do that, then um, and I'm super excited to see what what happens when we can have lighter technology because I don't have to have all of the processing power on the headset. I can have a lighter headset like the size of glasses and everything's processing in the cloud and just streaming to my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's something to look forward to. Uh, I, I can't wait. We'll be here. Uh, all right. I got three rapid, rapid fire questions for you here before we, uh, before we let you go. And before everyone goes, we got to get everyone up on stage. I'm not letting Tony uh, out without getting a picture of that costume and city girls looking fine. So is blue over here. Everyone's looking great. So I got We got to get a picture. Right. Rapid fire questions. Favorite crypto long term. Oof. Ah, 
damn, that's that's not as rapid fire as I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I'll give it to Engine for now, but I'm I'm they're 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 currently my favorite, but at, at the moment I'm I'm on the edge. Okay, uh, NFT series you're most looking forward to drops out there you're looking forward to any any uh lists you're on any friends or people that have been on your show um i would say josie i love josie's art and brecky von bitcoin the two of them are killing it their communities are just widespread i was out at bitcoin 2022 last week and just so many people talking about their art if you don't know the two of them you know you're slack and i had them both come out in vr and and introduce them to the community a long time back and i'm so glad to see the the growth and trajectory that they've been on over the last couple of years they're ogs in the space and they just keep getting bigger and bigger um last question bitcoin price end of year 20 uh, December 31st 2022 I think Bitcoin will be at minimum 75k but I'm really hoping we're at 120 I really thought we were going to be well over 100 by the by the end of last year but we see that I didn't make it that far so we'll see if this year is that year but some people say that we're in a in a um uh, which I'm gonna call it in a crypto Recycle. winter right now, and we probably okay. won't go up until the next happening. I don't think that's the case. I think we kind of at that plateauing peak, and it's just gonna slowly go up. We've re we we've stopped with the wild. I remember when I first started looking at Bitcoin, there were days where it was like Bitcoin's up ninety percent today, Bitcoin's down seventy five percent today, Bitcoin's up one hundred and thirteen percent, Bitcoin's down twenty two percent. Like it, it used to be drastic. Now it's like Bitcoin's up ten percent. Big whoop. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I guess as more billions and billions get in there, it's harder to move a whale than it is to move a, a minnow. But uh, yeah, who knows? I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Bitcoin. I think it'll be up to. I think it's going down a little bit more before it goes up. But it's anyone's guess. Um, all right. So where can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out and maybe if they wanted to be a guest or if they wanted to come to your shows, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, blockchain, uni VR. Uh, yeah, not, no E in the middle. Drop the E. We, we don't do E's. <laughs> Just blockchain, uni VR. Um, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want me personally, I go by Token Gamer on most platforms, but Instagram and Twitter is J-R-O-M-E-128. Great. Awesome. Well, this has been really fun. If there's one thing I love more than hanging out in VR, it's talking about crypto. So I love that you're so knowledgeable and you're you're spreading the word to all these people out here, uh, warning them of the of the dangers, but also uh, letting them know that there's huge opportunity and very interesting things that are happening. So I really appreciate you coming and talking to us all and uh, everyone here. Uh, you also. I need to be able to like put my hands together properly in VR. Can, can Altspace, can you guys do that? I want to be able to like, Oculus, these damn controllers. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for having me. I love seeing you all. Come on, come join us across the metaverse. Love you all. Peace. Thank you. Uh, and thank you all for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, watching a glorious Technicolor on YouTube. 
Remember to subscribe to our Instagram at The Simulation Nation, Twitter at SimNationVR, and our Discord server. Join us next week for our return to the simulation as we review Tron Legacy on Futurosities, Flicks and Picks. Till then, stay plugged. My friends. <laughs>